facing Democrat Deborah Gonzalez. Uh, the election again on November 7th. Houston Gaines, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks for having me. Let's start with what we're talking about this morning. We focused on this earlier this morning. We'll pick it up here. It's it's the the forum that was held. Was it Monday night at the library? It was, right? yeah. Monday night at the library put together by the Athens Federation of Neighborhoods. Forum was what the forum was. Uh, the, the headline grabbing stuff is coming after the fact, after the forum. Four days uh, after. Yeah, well, yeah, it pops up later in the week. You're talking with uh, a couple of folks from Flagpole, uh, Nate Harris primarily uh, at Flagpole. And uh, he's questioning you about a claim you, you've made, evidently repeatedly, in the course of that forum and elsewhere, a unique perspective I'll bring to the Georgia legislature, says Houston Gaines. Well, what's unique? And he presses you on what is unique about your perspective. At some point, presses you, I, I guess, on the difference between you and Deborah Gonzalez, or several differences, such as they are. And you, you phrased it this way, and I don't have the audio now, but I'll, as best as I can recall it, it was something to the effect of, well, if you look at us, the differences are obvious. And people are taking that phrase and and applying all sorts of things to it. Uh, the first and foremost is a very serious allegation that that was some kind of a racial dog whistle. There. Well, the differences are obvious if you look at us. You can see the differences. What do you mean by that? When I say I bring a unique perspective, I've been so clear, and I actually have said it every single uh, forum and debate and, and uh, talk that I've given on the campaign, uh, because I bring the next generation of leadership. And I think that's what people are excited about our campaign for is they want to see the next generation getting involved and making a difference. And I will bring a fresh perspective and new ideas to this campaign. Um, and the reality is that attack is completely based on a lie uh, from the Georgia Democratic Party and my opponent. Um, and it, it, it's completely ridiculous, to be honest. All right, well, what did you mean when you said if you look at her, the differences are obvious? What does that mean? Or what did you mean by it? Again, that, I bring, that I'm of the next generation and that you know, the, the reality is when I was at Georgia, I was student body president um, and just, you know, ha have brought that experience. Um, I would be one of the youngest members ever elected to the Georgia, Georgia General Assembly. And the reality is, I uh, probably my political folks, they don't say this, you know, but that's the reality. And, and that's where I do bring a different perspective um, because I'm intimately familiar with every part of the Hope Scholarship. I'm intimately familiar with uh, the issues that are impacting all generations and especially the, you know, the next generation. And so that's um, where I bring a different perspective and, and where I'm excited to bring that experience. It's a different um, experience than any person at the Georgia General Assembly at the state capitol. And it's certainly different than my opponent. Um, that, that's just the facts. Right. facts. So, so you're telling me that you're saying is what you meant by it. Let me ask, is this something you didn't mean by it? You didn't say, look at me, I'm white, look at her, she's Latino. That's not what you were saying. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, that's just the most ridiculous um, line from the Democratic Party and, the, and my opponent. Um, the reality is they, they continue to play identity politics in this campaign and across the country. Um, and, and there's only been one person that's brought up race in this in this campaign. And that was? That's my opponent. Right. And, and, and what did she say, Deborah Gonzalez? Well, I'm not, I'm not mad at what she said, but, you know, the, on the radio just a couple of days ago, she said, when I look at Houston Gaines, I see white, male, I think that the rest of her words were something to the effect of privileged and, and uh, supported by special interests, which I think is particularly um, insulting to every person in this district. When you walk, when you drive around the district, we've got signs in everybody's yards. You know, we've got supporters um, all across the board, bipartisan support, and she's calling those folks special interests. And the only interest that will be important to me is the people of District 117. And I think it's insulting, and, and this latest attack is just a line and that they've continued to press 
But again, race has absolutely nothing to do with this campaign. But there's been only one person that's brought it up, and that's Deborah Gonzalez. All right, Houston Gaines with us. Houston Gaines, Republican running for the House seat. The early voting that continues today, tomorrow, wraps up a week from today, and the election itself 11 days from today, November 7th. the exchange with the reporter from Flagpole, uh, what he was pressing you on over and over again, to, get, to tell me what makes this this unique perspective you say you bring, and, and you've touched on it a couple of times this morning, is it merely the fact that you're young? There's a lot of people who are young. Is it, is it something else? What is unique about this? With the understanding that there's something unique about everybody, sure. what's unique about Houston Gaines? Well, I think you, know, you just touched on it a little bit, but again, when I was at UGA, I was student body president. Um, which brings a unique perspective on higher education issues. Um, I've worked in the community in terms of uh, nonprofit work um, in my current business, uh, in my current uh, job, but also, you know, uh, created and helped co-found a program called Automatic for Autism, uh, where we, you know, worked on raising funds and awareness for autism in the community. Um, worked on, uh, you know, the mayor's campaign and and. Uh, Kathy Horde, who's, you know, been one of our greatest supporters, uh, I'll never forget, you know, she said she thought Nancy had, uh, had lost her mind when she had hired someone who was 18 <laughs> to run her campaign. And, and, and so, you know, I, I had that, that uh, ability to run that campaign um, and work every day to get her elected. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing here today is just working to try to make a difference. And that's why I ran. And, and again, I think that, you know, it's, it's pretty unbelievable to me that my opponent and the Democratic Party would, would try to go after personal attacks and try to impugn my character. I would never do that to anybody. And and this is just uh, beyond me, what they're doing. Well, what, what would Houston Gaines, the campaign consultant, the campaign manager, say to Houston Gaines, the candidate at this point? Okay, here, here comes the, This is a pretty serious attack. They're lobbing some pretty serious stuff your way. They're calling you a racist. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's what they're doing. Uh, what would Houston Gaines, the campaign manager, say to Houston Gaines, the candidate? I would say keep the course because there's um, it's pretty obvious when campaigns become desperate, when they start losing, they start doing things like this that are just, you know, a last second desperation attempt. Um, it's the first sign of a losing campaign, and it's pretty obvious. All right. Uh, the Democrats will say that they say it in 119, and they certainly say it in 117. They, they point to the, the closeness of last November's election. Donald Trump only carried 119 by, I think, six points, two or three points in District 117. That's one of the reasons they think this is doable for them. That you've been asked the Donald Trump question. Did, did you vote for him? Would you vote for him again? Uh, you've been asked because they're trying to tie you to a president they perceive as unpopular, certainly within the district. How, how do you handle all that? Well, I mean, I think that the the reality is that the election, you know, um, from the beginning, we expected to be a close one um, based on, you know, not only that election, but just in general, the district has become a tighter district. Um but the reality is that the other side has made so many unforced errors, and this latest one is just another example, um, whether it was kicking the mayor out of the Democratic Party, um, which I think has helped energize our base, or, again, what they've done this week. Um, they just continue to make mistakes, and, and, and so they're helping us, and, and, and I feel confident that we're going to be successful on Election Day as a result. There's two candidates in that race, uh, Houston Gaines, the Republican, Deborah Gonzalez, the Democrat. Of course, four candidates over there in District 119. Try to work our way through that field of candidates next week, and certainly we'll extend an invitation to Deborah Gonzalez, get her in here. I mentioned going into the break that there are actually issues to discuss, (laughs) one of which came up at the forum the other night. Uh, Now, we'll discuss it briefly here. Uh, The problem with this one is it's set a law, this campus carry thing. It is the law. You're not going to vote on it. Deborah Gonzalez is not going to vote on it uh, unless there's 
there's some move to repeal. It is what it is. That said, your, your position on it. That's right. And, and, and so the reality is, as you stated, um, it is law and it'll undoubtedly factually be law until January when the legislature convenes. And so what I've said from day one is, you know, there were issues with the bill that, pa- that, that was passed and signed by the governor. Uh, uh, for Second Amendment supporters, you know, many said that it had too many exemptions in the law that it's actually hard to carry a, a weapon on campus. This explains why people like Bill Cousert voted against it. That's right. I mean, that, and so, um, however, on the other side, faculty, staff, and students came out vocally opposed, and they said, we don't want this at all. Did SGA, when you were the president there, did you did SGA take a position? There was not a position um, on that particular issue in the last year okay. um, that I remember. But you never know. <laughs> there's different there's different ways to take positions, but I I don't remember there being one okay. um, on that particular issue. But um, faculty, staff, and students, you know, were opposed, and and so the reality is I'm I'm a Second Amendment supporter, but I was also a student body president, so I see both sides of the argument. And the reality is I think what we need to do is take a deep breath. And once the once the legislature convenes in January, we'll have had a semester of this being in effect. And that's an appropriate time to look at what impact did this have on college campuses across Georgia. But right now, I mean, I think that people... Oh, the, the answer at this particular moment is none. That's right. Okay. And so we would need to see, does that continue? And, and I don't see a whole lot changing over the next couple of months. By the way, you but, don't just have to look at Georgia. There are other states that, that have some version or other of campus carry. And to this point, nothing happening in those states. Uh, you've mentioned a couple of times uh, the, the Hope College Scholarship. Uh, that is always something that is under the purview, obviously, of the legislature, the Lottery Commission, the relationship between those two. One of the things Senator Kalsert has said over the years, he's a majority leader, in, in the Senate is that the lottery corporation should be handing over a larger sum of money than it is uh, proportionately as a percentage. I don't know what sure. the percentages are, but they're required by law and they're evidently circumventing the law. Uh, it's not, it has nothing to do with lottery ticket sales or how well those may be going or not. There's a percentage of the revenue that's, that's supposed right. to be handed over and isn't. What do we do about that? Well, there was a bill that was introduced last session by Senator Kalsert. I think it was Senate Bill 1, um, and, and uh, I, th- I believe it passed the Senate, did not pass the House. Again, that, that's my remembrance mm-hmm. of the bill. Um, but I'm certainly interested in, in that legislation um, and the issue in general. Um, I do know that the, the lottery has a different perspective on it, of course, as you can imagine. Sure. Um, and so I do want to sit down with both sides and say, what, what's going on with this issue? But I do think any way we can try to find more um, dollars, and I do think that the percentages and the payouts are, are a critical piece of that um, to provide for the Hope Scholarship because that's one of my number one issues is protecting the Hope Scholarship because it changed my life and it's changed lives across this state well, and, and it's it what's changed, made higher education it, yeah, in Georgia. And it changed itself in recent years it as did. They, they tried that's to, right. the legislature tried to balance the books, if you will. Uh, it, it's no longer as... as beneficial as it was right. at one point. I mean, you got to maintain a higher GPA to get the free ride or the full ride. Uh, and that's why I think it's critical we we don't change it any further, mm-hmm. you know, that we leave it um, where it is because, or or try to get it back to where it was. I was going to say, can you walk we, that back at some Well, point. and that would be ideal, um, but I certainly don't want to water it even more. All right, uh, Houston Gaines, House candidate. Uh, what else? I mean, in terms of issues, these forums you've been to, the conversations you're having as you canvass these neighborhoods, what are folks talking to you about and what are you talking with them about? As I said at the forum the other night, the number one issue um, in this district that we found is is ensuring that we have a strong economy, trying to create an environment that's most uh, friendly and supportive for small and, law, small, small and large businesses to expand and relocate to, to this district and to this state. 
Georgia is the number one state in which to do business. I want to continue to make sure we um, are a leader in that and, and that we're uh, championing uh, policies that are supportive of the business community and, again, small and large businesses. Well, generally speaking, the Republican philosophy, now how well and perfectly they adhere to the <laughs> philosophy is another matter, but generally speaking, Republicans will say the role of government in terms of promoting business and enhancing the economy and creating jobs and the rest of it, the government's role is to get out of the way. That's right. You agree? I do. I do. And I think, you know, any way that the government um, can allow private industry and, and, and uh, capitalism to take over is a, is a positive step. Um, and that's certainly an area where I will uh, work at the state capitol to ensure um, that our businesses do have uh, the opportunity to, to create jobs because government doesn't create jobs. Businesses create jobs. Now, where is government, in your view, at this moment, where is government posing an obstacle? Sure. Well, I think um, particularly a lot of the issues are at the federal government level. Um, and, and, and so I'm excited about, you know, what, what Congress and, and uh, that these folks are doing in Washington now to try to uh, bring back some of the regulations that are impacting businesses. Um, and certainly health care is, is, an, is an area where, um, you know, we're, we're really hurting, uh, for example, customer service and, and industries where uh, no longer can folks work 40 hours because they're having to work 28 hours um, because of the insurance uh, requirements. And so I think that uh, there's, a, there's so many areas where government is too too far in the way, and what we need to do is find a way to get government out of the way. All right. You mentioned health care, and thank you for jarring my memory there. Got mail pieces the other day from both of you. They landed in the mailbox at the same time. Too late for either of you because I'd already voted, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, noticed I hope her, I got you right. The first thing it says right across the top of her mail piece is she's going to be the candidate to expand Medicaid. Uh, they're going to be the state representative to go in there and work to expand Medicaid. First of all, your view on that. Well, the reality is, as the as the is what passed at the federal level, the funding that would um, help help Georgia pay for expanding Medicaid to cover eight hundred thousand new Georgians on the on the Medicaid rolls, it would be a short term you know funding source. All of a sudden, in a couple of years, Georgia is going to have to foot the bill. And I would be interested in where my opponent's going to find um, those new dollars because it it is not going to be a cheap expense. Um, and the reality is. It's either huge cuts or a huge tax increase, and my suspicion is it's a huge tax increase. And actually, uh, my opponent even came up with that we should have an H splost, um, which I don't even fully care. I guess is yeah, it, to pay for healthcare, yeah. and she proposes community healers. Um, that's how you miss cancer diagnosis. You know, a cancer diagnosis. Um, these issues are critical, and, and we do have uh, one of the best best healthcare systems in the world. We do have a healthcare payment problem, and that's that's what we're having to examine. Um, but you know, to answer your question, I would not be in favor at this point. Now, if if the federal legislation stays in place, you know, maybe a waiver or, or something like that is something we could explore. Um, but well, the, that's the that's but, the challenge for whoever is is in the House and the Senate is that you don't know, and so much of this is contingent on what it comes is, out of Washington. You is. got no idea. They have no idea. Exactly, and, and and it could change tomorrow. I mean, they you know you never know when a bill might come together, and 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 so that is also why it's irresponsible at this point to do something like that until we get a little certainty from Washington. Uh, again, Houston Gaines with us another couple of minutes here. Candidate, uh, House District 117, we're 11 days out, the early voting that continues. Uh, okay, a bit of a rough and tumble week. I, I, I don't know what your expectations were as you got into this campaign. You, you ran, as you said, Mayor Denson's re-election campaign back in uh, 2014, I guess it was. I mean, you saw some of what can happen there. I are you ever prepared for something like this? You know, like you said, um, when 
when I got in, when I decided to do this, I knew it, you know, there, there were going to be realities of a, of a negative campaign. And, um, it's different though, once it actually happens and to see how the democratic party of Georgia and my opponent, you know, have just completely lied, um, and come up with false slanderous attacks, um, not only on me, but on my supporters, you know, they, they booted the mayor from the Democratic Party. They've attacked my family. Um, they've come after me um, and, and, and just twisting words. And um, it, it really is a, a different animal once you experience it. And, and uh, you, you do learn who your real friends are. You know, I've been blown away, blown away by the overwhelming support over the last couple of days. Um, run into someone every day, and, and particularly over the last 12 hours, who just says, what can I do? I think what has happened is probably the best thing that could have happened to the campaign. But personally, it's not fun. Um, but they are helping energize our base because uh, the reality is once you start lying and attacking, uh, people see it. And, and they're ready to, to, to help us um, win this campaign. And they are unifying, and we are ready to win this thing on November